Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Uh, we are we are late starting today. Very late starting. I, I blame this entirely on producer Andrea. Uh, there's no question this is her fault and nothing to do with me at all or something. <laughs> all right. Um, it might be my fault. We've actually had a very busy day today. You know, along with uh, this, you may or may not recall, but I am an attorney. And, uh, you know, we've had some interesting attorney stuff occurring, some really interesting stuff on J6 that may or may not be happening. You know, a, a lot of my work on the legal side, sometimes uh, sometimes you lead a case, sometimes you consult for a case, sometimes you help structure a case or bring the people together. A lot of things that can happen on the lawyer side of things. And, uh, you know, the reality is, is that right now, uh, the left, they, they're at war with any attorney that actually cares about justice. They don't like right-wing attorneys. They don't like attorneys that like the Constitution. They don't like attorneys that are pro-America. So, so a guy like me, you know, I got a pretty big target on my back, which is awesome. I kind of get a boot out of that because I really like, like uh, fighting with bad guys. But I got to be smart about how I do things because uh, there's just a reality. The left would like nothing more than to make sure that I have no law license. Uh, Rems with no law license means that Rems is uh, less of a threat. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of lawfare that I could do, even if they tried to pull my license. But, you know, I like to have that there. It's a, it's a hell of a hammer. And we do a lot of work behind the scenes on a lot of legal stuff. And uh, uh, God bless attorney-client privilege, right? Um, makes it so the left doesn't actually know. By the way, um, one of the things that's interesting about this, and this isn't where I was going to go with the show today, but I actually just found this interesting. Um can, I got to tell you guys, you cannot imagine the the hurdles that I have to go through to make sure that some of my clients and whistleblowers can't be tracked or traced. We know that uh, yeah, we know on good, uh, very very strong evidence. We know uh, you know that that our electronics are monitored and a lot of things are monitored. I actually have videos and uh, uh, pictures showing some of these things. And I can't go into any details, but we we know what they're doing. We know how they do, and we know who it is. We know what's going on. We know about the corrupt FBI. We know about the corruption, CIA, DOD, HHS, or DHS, I'm sorry, and HHS. Um, so we know what they do. We know how they do it. But we also take a lot of extensive steps to counter. And I like tweaking them a little bit. It kind of tickles me. Uh, yeah, but we have... Uh, we have mechanisms of communicating that are not electronic. Uh, we have mechanisms of communicating that are, uh, some of them may seem archaic. I mean, I was short of smoke signals. I, I, I don't think we're not using any smoke signals right now. Are we producer Andrea? Uh, we should, we, we might. I mean, you have, you have the, the flamethrower that you still haven't taken a video of playing with. Maybe that's like how the Patriots will connect is like flames. There you go. Flames in the I sky. <laughs> I yeah, we need to do a video of you and your kids playing with a flamethrower. I know. I, I need to do that. I'm going to try and put that out. Uh, I want to stand <laughs> in my front yard with a beer in one hand. America! Screaming, America! America! Uh, and your yeah. kids running around with, like, swords and guns yeah. and stuff. Uh, ah! that, that's right for the Renz family. Uh, you know. 
I actually bought both of my sons. Each one of them got a sword for Christmas. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, gun, my kids have been getting, you know, guns and pellet guns and what's, knives. What's the Tarantino <laughs> movie with the Nazis? Uh, and glorious bastards and glorious bastards yeah. I, I Nazi teach my scalps. kids to get some Nazi, Nazi scalps <laughs> uh, some, some Nazi scalps oh yeah, that's, but, that's just wholesome fun it is it is yeah. well, you teach your kids it's like what fight. Norman Rockwell painted you know well, you if, compare if Norman my Rockwell kids to was around like, today. Yeah, well, you compare my kids to Yuval Noah Harari, the little <laughs> oh. weenie douchebag, and he is oh, in the man. show. We're going to be talking about him and this attack on our our churches and uh, this and that and the other. Uh, yeah, and our church is under attack. So uh, it's an interesting thing, right? Because if I talk about what I'm doing as an attorney and I talk about how we fight these things and I talk about uh, the extent that I, to uh, to which were monitored facility uh, necessitates that I just take ridiculous ridiculous steps to ensure privacy secrecy. You know, we do. I actually still have to. Yeah, I travel an awful lot, and so I'll go to meetings. I'll go to this. I'll go to that. And we'll actually have to set up while I'm at events meetings with certain people or whistleblowers or things like that so that we can do so anonymously. Cause I meet, a, you know, I may meet a hundred people at a, in an event and uh, there's no way to know which one's telling me what or who they're talking. Yeah. So there's things that we do to really keep things off record, uh, but it's necessary because that's the nature of what we're fighting. And now we see Yuval Noah Harari and his WEF bastards out there attacking Christianity and the Super Bowl yesterday was uh, front and center on it front and center. Um, I want to jump right into this, and uh, we're going to get into some Dementia Joe stuff and some things like that. But during the Super Bowl, after they played the Black National Anthem, which, by the way, what what is it, what exactly is the Black National Anthem? Is, is, there, is there a country called Black out there? Did I miss something? How the hell do we have a Black National Don't we have an American anthem? Like, if they said they played the Canadian National Anthem, I'd understand that. Is there a country called Black out there? Or are we just trying to break people down by race even more? And, you know, we all know the answer to this. This is a bunch of bigoted, racist bastards that do anything that they can do to try and divide us and, and to, you know, keep Americans from actually being Americans. That's the one thing you're not supposed to be as an American. But... Uh, this is now we, we get past the, the black national anthem and then we move into a bunch of things and there's this this crap out there called he gets us right he gets us and uh, uh producer andrea could you i if you could help me pull up one of the uh clips of harari i need one of the harari clips if we could grab that okay. um talking about uh his ai church so what's occurred now is you've got Yuval Noah Harari in the World Economic Forum have openly said that they're you know they don't want Christianity, and again I'm just going to tell you guys up front any of you guys not Christians that's fine you don't have to be it's a free country you believe all you want but I'm not going to apologize for my faith I am a Christian and uh, I, I think even if you're not Christian this is really important because if they can bastardize Christianity through using AI and other subtle techniques they can do the same with Islam. They can do the same with all of these different things. Um, it, it's really, uh, it, it's it's really a, a, a terrifying thing, and uh, it's going to happen, right? So, uh, Yuval Noah Harari and his little his little weenie buddies have uh, 
have been quite clear about the fact that they want to have uh, AI rewrite the Bible. I mean, they outright said it. Um, you know, this is a this is a very clear thing that they're not being subtle about it. They're not sh being shy about it. They're just outright saying, hey, we're going to use AI. We're going to rewrite the Bible. Um, and it's just that simple, right? Well, enter he gets us. Enter he gets us, right? So we're watching the Super Bowl last night, and we see these commercials, and they're just kind of jacked up, right? These foot washing commercials, these who your neighbor commercials, all these different things, and they're very highly produced, right? So these aren't done with low production quality. These are things that were done uh, very, very highly produced, very, very well done. Um, I think they they're, spent they're just, millions of dollars, right? Didn't they say like $7 million or something? Yeah, these to... are very expensive commercials, right? And let me let me actually let me show you this first. So here is the douchebag himself. So you know my kids are out playing with swords and fighting and learning how to be men. And then you have this, this pencil neck little douche. Okay, so here, here's Yuval Noah Harari. About AI that everybody needs to know. It's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. You know, the printing press, radio, television, they broadcast, they spread the ideas created by the human brain, by the human mind. Yuval they Noah cannot Harari, create a new idea. The world economic You know, form. Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The, the, the printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it. By the way, this is important and instructional. Harari is an atheist. He's an atheist, and he's a scientific advisor for Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. He does not believe in God. And you notice he talks about this as uh, the printing press created the Bible, not God. It didn't come from God. He thinks the same thing, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Muslim, whether you're Christian, whether you're Buddhist, that none of the holy scriptures from any of the religions in this guy's mind come from anything other than a printing press, right? So so understand that when you're listening. But it did not create a single new page. It had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? Um, AI can create new ideas, can even write a new Bible. We, you know, hmm. throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the other books of the other religions, they humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. Actually correct, assuming all the other corrections are incorrect. But just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. Okay. So this is Yuval Noah Harari. All the religions are incorrect. So he doesn't care whether you're Jewish or Christian or Muslim. They're all garbage, right, in his mind, because he's an atheist monster. He's an atheist piece of crap. And these books weren't written by any superhuman or supernatural or anything else. In his mind, faith is just some guy wrote it up and the printing press distributed it, right? So AI is a new tool for him 
to create new religion that's correct, he says. It's correct. What does that mean? Correct for who? The guy who created the AI? The, the guy who taught the AI? Now, I can He's, go into the great... He doesn't believe in God, but he wants us to have an AI religion? Yeah. Well, and this is what, what? you've got to understand. For Yuval Noah Harari, religion is nothing more than a tool to manipulate the masses. He's an atheist, so he doesn't care. He doesn't believe that it represents God. None of this represents God's word. And he's an equal opportunity offender. Now, that, let's go to the Super Bowl, right? So like I said, enter the Super Bowl. You've got this brand new he gets us thing. Now, I've looked. The thing about he gets us at hegetsus.com is where you can find this. He gets us is talking about Jesus. It's incredibly well-funded, but no one can find who's funding it. And they're very clever, right? What's, they've, got, they've got a bunch of different things on here that are very, very clever. This is a brilliantly done thing. So let me show you this, folks. This is He Gets Us, okay? Uh, all about ju judge, harm, and divide. How do we remind people about Jesus? All about Jesus, the story of Jesus, right? Only if you only if you want the bastardized story of Jesus. Now I'm going to pose to you this theory. I am of the belief that AI was probably used to manipulate the Bible into this. They probably, I believe that they would have probably programmed AI and asked AI to help uh, put the Bible in politically correct terms, right? And this is what they came up with. And it's a brilliantly done thing. It really is. This that whoever came up with this or whatever came up with it is brilliant. So you've got you've got Christ, and the concept of Christ is love, forgiveness, and uh, you know. But they they miss a couple things in this, and it's intentional. But it's very 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 easy to see once you know what you're looking for. So we look at this. And we saw in the Super Bowl, we see the foot washing and uh, this, that, and other. But you see this? He gets us has an agenda. This is how smart they are. They do have an agenda, but they're going to admit that they have an agenda and then lie to you about what it is, right? Because it's harder to spot a lie. So they go and they say, uh, how does, uh, here's their agenda. How did the story of a man who taught and practiced unconditional love become associated with hatred and oppression for so many people. And they go through all this. And they and instead of talking about the reality that Jesus talked about loving man but not sin, they they blur those ideological lines. They won't with nowhere in this entire he gets us thing. Do they really talk about right and wrong outside of you got to love everybody? right? So they're teaching half a Christ, and it's a half-truth designed to mislead you. If you look at this, this is, like I said, this is very, very brilliantly done, very, very expensive. Running these multi-million dollar commercials and, and stuff during the Super Bowl are mind-blowing. They're mind-blowing. So how do you get this? How do you get a Christ-centered thing to have this level of professional content, this level of professional production, and enough funding to run it during the Super Bowl, then you get a Super Bowl sponsored by Pfizer, of all things, that, that looked as scripted as hell to me. Uh, with, with all of this nonsense, you get them, they're allowing 
pro-Jesus content. How could they do that? They, they don't like that, right? So I'm asking these questions because the amount of funding that went into doing this and the amount of uh, expertise and this, that, and other, and I'm going to go into specifics about the lies that they tell in this and about how they mislead us and how to argue it. But before I do, I really want to suggest to you this. We've got Yuval Noah Harari talking about faith and talking about AI writing a correct Bible. We've got the World Economic Forum full of people wealthy enough to fund and support this. Who created He Gets Us? Who is funding He Gets Us? Why is it secret? Why is it not public? Why is this all there? Why is it that they lie about their agenda? Why do they lie and misrepresent their agenda to be something about teaching Christ when it's not? They don't teach Christ. You know, they, they talk about all sorts of things, but they don't talk, they don't teach Christ. And I am going to go into that in a minute. What they do is they manipulate us. Foot washing. What the hell is the foot? He didn't wash random people's feet. You know, we watch we watch this this commercial yesterday. He's out washing some some uh, someone's foot in front of an abortion clinic. Jesus didn't wash the foot of someone in an abortion clinic. Now, when he met the prostitute, he said, "Sin no more," and get out of here, right? But he said, "Sin no more." He didn't say high fives for being a hooker. He said, "Don't sin. Get out. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to throw a rock. I'm going to forgive you." Jesus was forgiveness for sins. He didn't absolve you of the concept of sins. He didn't say that whatever you do is right. He didn't say that if you want to go murder babies in an abortion clinic, that that's okay. He just said that, listen, if you do something bad and you come to me with a clean heart asking for forgiveness, we'll give it to you. That's what Christ taught, right? He didn't get rid of sin. He also didn't get rid of judgment. Yeah, they love to, these guys, these leftists, what they do on this, they really are trying to push us. Don't judge anybody or anything. Be kind. Love everybody. That is not what Christ taught. That is not. Love your neighbor is absolutely what he taught. But do you think that Christ wanted Christians to cower and fail to defend the defenseless? Christ wanted you to turn another cheek if they sinned against you, but not against another. Do you think that Christ would have been okay? Do you think if he would have walked by and saw some pedophile raping a child, he'd have been like, oh, that's fine, turn another cheek? It's not his cheek to turn. It's not your cheek to turn if that's the case. You can turn the cheek when someone sins against you, but not when there's a sin against another. But this is what he gets us as doing. It's a very subtle manipulation. They're twisting the teachings of Christ to try and use Jesus Christ as a means to justify their abhorrent behaviors. Now, before I go any farther, we got a new book out, uh, The COVID Fight, Why It Matters, and other essays. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. I need you to get that. Support the Tom Wren Show, the America Out Loud Network. If you're listening now, click share. we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, but help us to get the word out. And we really want to get some of these arguments out today on the perversion of Jesus Christ and the perversion of faith as highlighted in the Super Bowl, sick bastards. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, 
with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CofixRx because it works. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Asiya believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel and be our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them, from improving immune health, regulating hormone balance, supporting gut health, to soothing the skin, even reducing the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, and cellulite, and providing targeted support for mind, mood, energy, and even our body's own production of collagen. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in becoming your best self and fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. So... Let's let's talk about this. Uh, some of these specific arguments, right? When I'm watching this and I'm seeing these things, I want to give some examples. Here is uh, a link, and I'm going to bring this up. Uh, this is the foot washing image, right? So if we go through this, we saw this, and you saw this last night, and you see a bunch of things. You see in every instance. Every single instance, 
it's always a uh, a white a white person washing the feet of a non-white person. Now I'm sure that was a total coincidence. Uh, this might not be. This might be a Hispanic, but it's it's uh, permanent. And you see uh, the people getting washed. You got a gay guy. You've got I don't know what that is. But let's let's look at this. Let's look at this right now. I want you guys to see what this is. Don't ask me. Don't ask. What you know is true. Don't have to tell you. I love your precious heart. I, I was standing. You were there. Two worlds colliding. And they. This is absolutely unbelievable. Here's what they do, and this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. I want you guys to understand this is a technique, and it's an intentional technique. I know because I see this used in in law and in uh, propaganda. I've studied how they propagandize. I spent a lot of time on that. They will tell a half-truth and then very subtly manipulate it in a way where it means something totally different than what it was intended to mean, right? So the half-truth here is Jesus says, love your neighbor, and he doesn't teach hate. That's true. Jesus didn't teach hate. He does show love your neighbor. And there's a lot of good things in here, right? So you have Christ washing the feet of, of his disciples in the Bible, and they show forgiveness. Like, for example, there was a there's a great image in there Um I liked this image. I'm going to show you one that I liked, right? This is, uh, you know, uh, I think probably representing black and white coming together, an anti-racist image. I like that. I'm in, okay? Uh, that's a good one. So you got half-truths, some things that are good. And I don't think Christ would have been okay with racism. It's it's a horrible thing. It's I think it's an immoral thing to be a racist. But then you've got other things, Right? You've got, for example, this one, washing the feet of someone who presumably in front of their family planet just had an abortion. Are we to assume that Christ would have would have loved the act of aborting a baby or that he would have passed no judgment on that act? See, that's what they want us to believe. Christ taught you love your neighbor. You should be okay with the fact that they just murdered a baby. No, you should defend the baby that they murdered. You don't wash the feet of someone who just murdered the baby. You ask them why they murdered the baby and ask them if they're going to repent. If they're going to repent truly from their heart, then you move on and you forgive. Jesus and God will decide whether to forgive them their sins, but we as people can only ask that that they repent from their actions, right? And this is the thing. Christ taught us to judge actions but not to judge people. So we can't know in this picture, right? In this picture, if we look at the symbolism here, you know, see someone, someone washing the feet of someone who probably just murdered her baby. 
we can't know for sure what's going on there. If that girl is out there and is repent, she murdered her baby and there has repented and truly realizes what kind of a sin that was. Should she be forgiven by man? Absolutely. But, but, that doesn't mean she's forgiven by God. That's between her and God. It's He said, don't judge. He didn't say that she's okay. He didn't say she's not. He said, he'll take care of it. So we let him take care of it. In the meantime, though, if we can do anything possible to prevent the murder of the next baby, shouldn't we do it? When did Christ teach us to back down and allow the defenseless to be to be attacked? Another one of the greatest lies out there about Christianity is this whole turn the other cheek thing, right? Oh, we're all, Christianity, Christ is about love and forgiveness and kindness. Now, they, everybody likes to forget that he got pissed off at the Pharisees and the money changers, braided a whip, spent a whole day braiding a whip. You know how long it would take to create a whip <laughs> by hand? I mean, this guy was pissed. He spent mm-hmm. the whole day doing it, then went in there and started beating people with a whip and throwing mm-hmm. tables all over. Yeah, flipping tables time. I mean, does that sound like a guy who won't defend the defenseless? Now, granted, he's Jesus. He could have launched a fireball and blew them all up. But, you know, he did what he did, right? He emptied himself of his power of God to be mortal. and to live. So, you know, it yeah. works, right? But across the board, Christ taught us. And I think one of the most important images on this is the image of the prostitute that he saved from being stoned. Right, and this that story illustrates probably better than anything else how big of a lie this he gets us is. They've got a prostitute who's getting stoned. Everybody says, "Hey, Jesus, this hooker, she's a hooker. Uh, you should stone her." And he says, "Yeah, uh, not so much, not so much." He said, "Whoever hasn't sinned here, you throw the first stone." Right. Then. You fast forward, fast forward, everybody leaves, and the hooker looks at Jesus, and Jesus looks at the hooker, and she's like, waiting, you know, what's going to happen? What's this guy going to do, right? What's he going to do? And he said, he doesn't say, hey, don't worry about being a hooker. Go have a great time. He says, cut that crap out. I'm not going to condemn you. Get out of here. Okay. He recognized that she was sinful, but he forgave her. He gets us, is trying to convince us that there is no sin, that we just love our neighbor no matter how big of a piece of crap they are. And across this, you see this, right? You see, if you look at this, uh, if you look at the, the, the website, if we look over here, uh, loving your neighbor, foot washing, uh, what does the washing symbolize? All this is not, how did Jesus step over barriers of race and gender? What the hell? Did you really? Really? Does anybody remember, um, was it Martha? And uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, when he came to the house, they were serving. They were serving the men folk because uh, back in those days, that's the way it worked. There was definitely race and gender stuff. Jesus didn't care so much about that nonsense. I mean, you know, I don't think he would have been okay with racism or with, uh, you know, treating people 
uh, differently or like they're lesser because of, you know, they're, they're being a boy or a girl. But remember also, they use gender here. And in a place like he gets us, gender may mean you're a boy pretending to be a girl. Right? Um, this is everywhere. Very, very clever. Uh, very clever. Jesus experienced every emotion, uh, human emotion. That's true. He probably did. He did a pretty good job of controlling them, though, didn't he? Because he still didn't sin, even though he did all the things. Folks, this is so crucial to understand. This is the manipulation of our faith to, con to control people. And I wanted to reach out to my brother and sisters at Freedom who are Muslim, who are Jewish, who are not Christian, right? Because I'm very much Christian, and I'm proud of that. But I want to reach out to my fellow American brother and freedom-loving brothers and sisters around the world because I want my brothers and sisters in freedom to hear what I'm saying, okay? If you're, if you're not for freedom, I don't like you. But if you're for freedom and you're, you're Muslim, you're Jewish, you're, you're Hindu, I don't care. If you're for freedom, understand they're going to do the same thing to bastardize your faith that they're trying to do with Christianity, right? They're going to do the same thing. And they're going to bastardize uh, your holy books. They're going to bastardize your holy teachings. And they're going to do whatever they can to manipulate your church. This is, a, this is just absolutely what they're going to do. So, and this is, this is how they're going to do it, right? They're going to misrepresent teachings. They're going to misrepresent things. Uh, Jesus practiced self-care. Um, Jesus was the least selfish person on the planet. He did what he had to, to take care of himself, but his self-care was about faith and praying. Um, I mean, I've read this book several, uh, many, many times. Uh, I know what it says, and this is not what it said. But they tell you enough of what it said to keep you listening and to make you think that this is what they said. And so people who are just vaguely Christian or who haven't really studied this are going to think, oh, they're right. Jesus did teach love. He did teach forgiveness. He did teach us. He did teach that. And uh, they're not going to go any farther, but they're going to miss the nuance and the key arguments that are critical here. The, the nuance are that, that Christ taught not to, not to judge a man, but to judge actions. He taught that there is sin, but that sin can be and should be forgiven against you. He didn't teach that you shouldn't turn another cheek when someone else is being sinned against. I would say my interpretation of the Bible is very much that the Christians are warriors. They're meant to be warriors. Turn another cheek if you sin against me, but not by any means if you sin against an innocent. But this is the kind of manipulation he did. Remember, this ran during the Super Bowl. That was sponsored by Pfizer. That ran all sorts of nonsense diversity. That played the black national anthem. Um, by the way, that was the worst halftime show I've ever seen. I spent the entire halftime. I did watch a halftime show. Well. I, okay, I didn't watch it all because I couldn't. I just wanted to throw up in my mouth. I remember when they used to have rock bands and like great things playing. And I mean, Usher's done a couple okay songs, but really, really, Usher? 
I mean, that's the Super Bowl's like a big deal. You're gonna do Super Bowl halftime. Are you supposed to be like the legend? And we're going with Usher. I mean, I I might be able to name like two songs he's done, maybe if I really think hard. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess if you're into that kind of music, I just I I'm not into R and B all that much. And uh I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite. And I don't care even if you are, it's not like he's you know a huge legend. Anyways, uh, but again, you have a situation, and I just want us to all think about Yuval Noah Harari and the World Economic Forum has plenty of money to fund something like the He Gets This Plan. It's now pushing. I, I think that there's going to be absolutely tie-ins behind the people who are billionaires, who are supporting uh, World Economic Forum, this globalist agenda, and uh, the money for the He Gets Us program and campaign. And... Uh, yeah, I, I see that they're already trying to hide where that money's coming from and what they're doing, how they're doing it. The whole thing reeks to me of a plan to really try and turn faith into a tool of manipulation. Uh, there's actually, there's a bunch of things. One of the things I thought was interesting in here, let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, uh, oh, where is it? There were there were a bunch of uh, stories in here about how Jesus wanted you to forego wealth. Um, he wants you to be poor. Don't don't try and do anything. That, that that was one of the things that I thought was really interesting. Uh, don't try and make money and be rich because then you might compete with the World Economic Forum and the globalist billionaires, and we want to kill the middle class. So you should be happy as a penny a penniless uh, yeah pauper and uh, you take you know. what the government gives you and like it. Yeah, and you should be thankful for what you get. And I mean, what the bottom line of what we're talking about here is a morality, a right and wrong. Um, trying to blur the lines of right and wrong is where it gets tricky. I mean, Jesus absolutely taught that God created all of us. And like you, what you're saying, the way he created you was perfect. I don't care the way your gender, the way you look, your skin color, anything. You're my brother. We have the same father. You're my brother and sister, right? And I don't care what religion either. Like there is a right and wrong and a moral code to this world. And you can't continue to do wrong and say, oh, it's okay because Jesus loves me. God loves me no matter what. He wants you to seek him. Seeking him and choosing to try to follow a righteous path means taking on his lessons, taking them on in a strong way and, you know, in, in putting them in your life and living that, that life. And again, you can't have victims. You can't hurt innocent people and you can't live your life selfishly. You can't commit sin knowingly. And then at the same time go, it's okay. Jesus loves me no matter what sin I commit. We're all sinners. I get that. We all fall short, but it's, I guess the, the seeking him, right, in an honest, real way, and understanding that there is right and wrong. Yuval Noah Harari, being an atheist, he throws morality out out in the wind. There's no morality. There's no right and wrong. Well, the important thing to remember is that Harari is as uh, the chief scientific advisor for the World Economic Forum and chief chief atheist, mm -hmm. and also chief Hitler fan. Because I don't, you know, as I say every time I speak about this guy. For some reason, he always has to talk about how sad he is that Hitler didn't have the technology they exactly. have today. You got someone like this talking about religion. It's just a tool of manipulation to him. It's not a thing. Exactly. It's not faith. So 
yeah, this is uh, this is really a sick thing, and it's very. I mean, can you imagine the outcry if someone had done this for another uh, with another faith? If they had bastardized yeah. the words of Muhammad yeah. or the the words of I don't know, pick someone. But mm-hmm. it's it just it's sick the way that they've done this, and uh, I don't know. Well, uh, so in other news, uh, you know, while we're watching the most, uh, by the way, I mean, listen, I hear all this stuff and they're like, oh, the Super Bowl, the NFL is not scripted. It's absolutely not scripted and it's all real. And uh, yeah. just like, you know, none of us like the w- knew it was going to be Kansas City Chiefs in 40 Yeah, no, no one could predict that Kansas City Chiefs it's, would win in a very close game. It's and like, some- it's a nail biter every year. I mean, I've gotten to a point where I just can't, I can't yeah, anymore. It didn't used to be. I remember when Super Bowls were blowouts because one team was actually better than the other. But that's back when you were allowed to hit when the refs didn't control mm-hmm. the game and the outcome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I like but- watching college ball more. I mean, honestly, I'd rather watch your your son who just won his championship, his yep. fifth grade. My boy. Yep, my yep. Boy. So he Nicholas- won his f- fifth grade basketball tournament uh, championship. Yeah. I can assure oh. you that there was absolutely no script to that. <laughs> so again, I would rather watch your fifth grade champ, Nicholas, play basketball than a lot of this professional stuff. I'd yeah. rather watch the younger guys and the college guys. And then as soon as it goes pro, nope. Yep. I can't do it anymore. Yep. Uh, and I love sports. I grew up playing sports. I was an athlete, but it's sad to see what's going on in our professional sports. I've been involved with sports my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, it is, it is. There's just too much corruption in it. And I don't know. I'm not saying that it was scripted, but I, it's interesting that uh, in a game sponsored by Pfizer, uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, who sponsors, you know, uh, Poster Boy, and who's, you know, shortly after getting his bazillion dollar Pfizer uh, deal, suddenly yeah. got hooked up with uh, Taylor Swift, who seems to be, I mean, do I'm you not think saying Pfizer, she, Do you think Pfizer picked out his glitter outfit? I, I think they might have. I'm not saying <laughs> that really Taylor cute. Swift is the world's highest paid prostitute, but uh, because that would be wrong and inappropriate. And yeah. I have nothing to, nothing to tie them together on that. I have no evidence to base that. But it's just interesting that you know a, a Pfizer boy starts dating Taylor Swift and uh mm-hmm. then you know he he gets the key the key couple catches that that allow them to win the Super Bowl unfortunately because he's a lunatic he he decides to assault his coach on the sideline which i'm sure was unscripted but i mean this whole thing just get get I, your job and you can be as cool as me in my yeah, yeah you can wear your your freaking Pfizer prostitute clothes. I, I just, what a sick. You know, what what's funny. Joke. What we're talking about here is the total disconnect of these idiots to the real American public, like these big celebrities, these overpaid athletes. And I mean, there are some that are great. There are some, some that are God family country and they're doing great things in the world. So it's did not all see, of them, but like, them? they're so disconnected from reality. Like for him to wear that and think like, what is he? What are they doing? Did you see the little blurb they got playing on Twitter all over the place about uh, 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 how big of a role model Taylor Swift is? And they show her chugging a beer because she's super <laughs> cool. Meanwhile, her buddy, I don't even know who her buddy is. I've never heard of her. Uh, my kids heard her, her, knew her name. But whoever the lunatic was, it was wearing the upside down cross and flashing Satan signs. I have no uh, idea what you're a, talking about. I mean, Oh, there's a clip on on Twitter that you should watch. I, I don't I don't have it ready because I wasn't going to show it or talk about it, but it's insanity. 
I mean, Taylor Swift is a human facies. I just, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. And if you like her music, fine. I don't like her music. I get it's sad also- that, that we talk about her as much as we do. And you know what I always say is not that long ago, I was on a road trip with a few of my girlfriends. And my girlfriends always tease me because I live in the mountains. I don't like TV. Unless my kids turn the TV on, it doesn't turn on. You know, I'm very in my hole where I do my research and I don't go into mainstream ever in my whole life. I've been that way. Yeah. But I, they brought up Taylor Swift and I said, who's, who's he? <laughs> and they all started laughing i'm like i had no idea taylor swift was a girl yeah, that wasn't just, that long ago because i terrible. i don't like her music at all yeah. it's all whiny bitchy like uh <laughs> oh i got dumped by another boy and i'm sad and i don't understand why because but i'm a super strong girl and i'm recovering and he'll be so, sad so, and... so bad like mickey mouse music has turned into like mainstream that's what's sad uh, is i, I was a musician up, growing up i played bass puke. I was into punk rock and stuff when I was a, yeah. a kid. Like the Ramones were it for me. I love Joan yeah. Jett. And now having, you know, young kids go think that that's music, it, it's just sad. That's not Well, me. I mean, we've got Usher in the Super Bowl and you've got Taylor Swift singing sad songs about her 48th <laughs> boyfriend that's dumped her. Everybody likes her because, oh yeah, someone, uh, Life is a Vapor uh, just told us her, her name is Ice spice oh the other girl ice yeah the 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 one that was wearing the upside down cross ice oh, spice okay. so i don't know what kind of uh, that's a cool is she like a spice girl thing because i remember the spice girls oh look at someone gave us a, a link here oh uh, perfect oh so you can play it oh. yay thanks clint yeah the crash uh, we did Everyone. this with the the pangolins are you sure that you can play it yeah i don't know pangolin <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways um this these people are, are just ill they're ill and uh yeah. their music sucks and like I said, I, i'm gonna stick with the fact that taylor swift is uh is proof uh, she is popular because she's proof that ugly people can make it um listen and look at my mm-hmm. face right yeah so if i'm calling you ugly you know there's a problem oh, right yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah i i'm certainly not i don't have room to talk but i uh i'm just going with i just I don't. I don't think she's. Is Taylor Swift the American dream? You can be ugly and untalented and make it in America. You can make billions of dollars if you sell out. Do you Do you think she got participation trophies her whole life? I think her whole career is a participation trophy. <laughs> I think that, yeah, it's like, hey, look at this ugly, sappy girl who can't keep a boyfriend for more than five minutes. Grow- you think growing up she always was like last place and everyone was just like oh here you go taylor well, it's interesting to me because like if you listen i like if you look at what she's done and i've heard way more of her songs than i'd ever care to admit <laughs> um, i am concerned at, at how much you know about taylor swift well i i over the years i had a buddy who was obsessed with her years ago and he used i mean he just thought she was the hottest thing ever and he used to talk about her all the time so i'd see where this guy but like i i just like so i he would show me hey look at her and then he'd like show you look at her song and it's like this is like a dude right i'm like he was what the hell are you doing what are you showing me he got brainwashed i don't know but anyways uh I mean, she's so, obviously bought and paid for. I mean, that's what, you know, that's well, what someone she, just said. Talented was, artist, regardless of your preference. Yeah. I just didn't like her music. Well, she I is mean, terrible, but, but and, she's and obviously that, a pawn. She's and completely she was the controlled. kind of girl who, like, every song he'd play to me was about her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and maybe she's got something. But apparently she's had, like, 900 boyfriends. And, like, <laughs> I can get it because I remember he would show me stuff about her. And I'd be like, 
Who in the hell would ever date her? She's a nightmare. And she's not the, not even that pretty. Usually if someone's going to be that that big of a pain in the ass, they've got to be like super hot. But but this one, like, I don't even understand. And this was back in like, I don't know. I, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we digress. But I mean, if you think that she actually writes her songs too. Nah, I, mean, I don't know. Nah, well, nah, they nah, say nah, she nah. does. Oh, okay. Well, they're so horrible that I wouldn't be shocked, but. But I mean, obviously for me, it's a bought and paid for thing. I mean, and we, I have a great friend um, who helps us, Amanda. And she, she told me recently, cause she's a, she's a great Christian. She's a better Christian than me in most days. And she goes, you know, I pray for a lot of these celebrities and and bad, you know, bad people that we're, we're trying to expose because a lot of times, like what you and I have talked about with the honeypotting, um, they've been compromised, you know, they, know, they're, they're being blackmailed. And so I get, I get kind of sad thinking yeah, of artists like Taylor I and do. some of these guys that were maybe raised in the Disney kind of corrupt Hollywood stuff. And they probably have been blackmailed and now they're just completely controlled. And people at that high level have, have most likely just basically sold their soul to the devil. And so she told me, I, I pray for that blackmail veil to, to at least be lifted so that maybe if they're good people, they can, I do too. I mean, listen, I don't personally. She's not talented. It has I don't to personally be know that her. she's just bought well, maybe she is. I mean, she's written a lot of songs that people like. And just because her music isn't my kind of music doesn't mean she's, yeah. you know. But I will say, so uh, TDL commented and, and male artists are saints. No, I don't care if you're male or female. I just don't like Taylor Swift. I got a lot of male artists I don't like. I just you just said about, that you don't like Usher. So. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> yeah. talked about Usher. And, and I'm he sure, took his shirt off, I'm which sure. was great. Like, he I, was like. Yeah. He was like chipping. Well, Dales. you know what though? I, I think he's I think he's like 50 years old, right? Yeah, and he looks great. So he's so in good shape. He, he should shape take his shirt age. off. Yeah. And it, it I would watch more if his if he kept his shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the guy's <laughs> listen, the guy's in great shape, and I'll give him high fives for that. And you know, I mean, Taylor Swift, I mean, she may not she may be ugly to me, but she's not fat. She's in good shape, <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, so good for her. But but I agree, <laughs> you know, these guys are they're pretty broken, they're pretty screwed up. So, yeah. And yeah. no, I don't think it matters male, female to me. That doesn't matter. I don't give a damn about that. I just care what yeah. you stand for. And, you know, I see Mr. Pfizer suddenly is dating someone. It just looks this whole thing just seems like it was a big scripted setup well, from beginning to end. And I got nothing to back it up, but I don't care. Yeah. Well, he got paid millions by Pfizer to make those commercials. And so there's blood on his hands. Yep. Sorry. Well, and I mean, I, I wonder how Demar Hamlin feels playing against some guy who's promoting the stuff that. You know, well, of course, Demar Hamlin may not even know that uh, you know what happened to him yet, but um, you know. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this guy, this guy sold out his fellow athletes, everybody else, because he's just. So, I'm sorry, the Travis Kelsey guy is just. I mean, he's garbage to me. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just a piece of trash. But if anyways, you would take if you would take a paycheck to sell a product that you know nothing about. You're, you're garbage. I mean, even you and I, part of the reason why we don't have a whole lot of sponsors and things we sell on the show is because we're not going to sell something that we don't a hundred percent know no. through and through is safe and what we, we claim it to be. Oh, hell I'd be we're, rich as hell. We're, we're not sponsoring I mean, if- anything, but our stuff, because we would never sponsor or sell something to you unless we knew it was safe. He, he, no one in the world not can say that they know real. Like yeah. I, I just yeah. am not going to lie about it, right? I'm not going to lie. He I doesn't mean, care. He took the two million dollars and he said, "Hey, it's safe and effective." When no one on this planet can call 
mRNA injections safe and effective? No one can because well, no one knows the truth as to well, what's well, happening. See my Substack and you know the Toby Keith and the cancer thing that we just yeah. put out today. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure they're poison. But, by the way, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they're poison. We know that, and we're going to keep putting out the truth on that. But again, to get paid to take a check to sell a product that you know nothing about means that you're a piece of crap. And there's blood on your hands when people die from it. Well, when when it's a controversial product that may well be causing death, you have a duty to kind of look into exactly. it. And he doesn't exactly. care. I mean, you know, no. he's just he's just a, he's a crook, uh, yep. a sellout or an idiot or whatever. But I don't like him. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to. Uh, I would love to sue him. I'm not sure if I can find a good reason to sue him. Can we sue him over his outfit? I think we well, should I think just sue I'll him tell you who could sue him. His coach could probably sue him. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know about Kansas City or 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 Nevada, but in in Ohio, uh, harmful and offensive touching can can. Uh, I mean, that in most states, harmful or offensive touching, like occurred on the sideline, qualifies as either assault or battery. Um, so uh, I'm guessing that he could sue him, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, this is like I said, it's a phenomenal thing. Um, uh, and I, I find the whole thing to be appalling. Um, there's a lot more to talk about. We're actually, there's so much in news right now. There's so much more that we need to talk about. We aren't going to get to everything I wanted to get to today. Um, so I'm going to hit a couple things. Uh, tomorrow, I really hoping we can get to, I really want to talk to talk about uh, uh, white gaze. Have you heard of white gaze? This is a new thing for me. I want to talk about that. But before that, uh, since we don't have a lot of time, I'm going to get to this. So we've got this article, and uh, here it is. I was told I was very positive. Doctors weren't referring to my attitude. So this guy, uh, this guy, I'm assuming it's this guy, uh, is diagnosed with uh, HIV and uh, apparently has real severe AIDS, right? Um, and the guy's like, uh, what? And the doctor says, hey, you probably had it for more than a decade, right? Uh, so, you know, this guy apparently had HIV floating around for a long time. AIDS. At least that's the story, right? That's the story. Um, this is a really interesting thing in light of what we're seeing with the cancer and the uh, VADs and some of these other things with the vaccines. And I'm wondering if this is how they're going to try and cover up some of this stuff. Because VADs, vaccine-induced AIDS, is a very real thing. And in fact, I've got an FDA document, and we referenced that document in the Substack uh, that, that producer Andrew just dropped into the chat, um, that talks about one of the, the long-term side effects of gene therapy drugs is uh, autoimmune issues which would include VADs, right? So this guy, uh, this doctor say, oh, you, you probably had HIV for years and now it's pro uh, progressed to, to AIDS. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, you know, I mean, who knows? What we do know is that uh, the vaccines do screw with your immune system and that very well can turn into vaccine-induced AIDS. We're seeing this happen now. VADs and cancer are two of the most critical long-term side effects that we can see from these vaccines. 
And, uh, you know, there's a lot of information on it. Like I said, you should check out the Substack, timerunstatsubstack.com, and you should take a look at this. But this is, a, we'll talk more about this coming up, but I think it's a crucial thing. Uh, and I'm just wondering, you know, if that article is actually correct or whether or not this was a vaccine-induced AIDS, because I don't think this guy's talking about his vaccine status in there. But yeah. that would be the thing I'd want to know. Well, and you've got you've got Fauci and you know research by Dr. Mikovits too on on the history of AIDS. Yeah, I mean, well, when Fauci you really, created when you, it. We know that. Well, when you dive into AIDS and then you see what's going on with this technology, um, mm. it's not a it's not a short bridge to to get over to connect the two. Check out the new book. We're not folks. along. COVID fight, why it matters, the 404 series. It's on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble. Uh, check it out, share the Tom Renz Show, the America Out Loud Network, go to tomrenz.com. Please donate, we need supporters. You keep us on the air, you keep us fighting, whether it's in the courts or elsewhere, your donations are what do it. Thanks for listening, folks. We will be back tomorrow.